redoing good podcast, which calls for more empathy and a more human-centered language in the media, humanitarian action, or the everyday life, with the aim to bring you closer to the topic of language as a tool to replicating dominant structures of whiteness. Our aim is to sparkle some thoughts around this topic in three episodes. So who do I mean by saying we? Let me shortly introduce ourselves. We. That means Elizabeth, Manuel, and Luisa, and we are happy to open up this platform for political reflection and discussion. This episode is hosted by me, Elizabeth. On doing good, what should it mean? This question is exactly the question I was asking myself when I decided to come to the Graduate Institute. It's a question I continue to ask, almost daily, and it has evolved dramatically since I sat down to write my motivation letter two years ago. At the time, I was greatly influenced by yoga, specifically the eight limbs and the path of nonviolence. My experience with meditation, yoga, living in the jungle in Costa Rica, sobriety, spirituality, all of these greatly influenced me, as well as texts from Pema Chodron, the Bhagavad Gita, Autobiography of a Yogi, the Social Gospel, the Baha Faith and the Promise of Peace, listening to Martin Luther King's speeches on YouTube through a terrible internet connection in the middle of the jungle. All of these experiences and more made me believe in peace with every fiber of my being. Since coming to the Graduate Institute, I miss these feelings so much. It has been really hard for me to conjure up a feeling of peace inside of me in recent times. In some ways, life has been a bit dull and cloudy. My intellect is sharp and my research skills have improved and I can speed read like nobody's business, but there's a dull ache in my heart. And you have to be able to see through the eyes of the heart, not just the mind. The heart. As Aristotle said, educating the mind without educating the heart is no education at all. If I were ever to start an academic institution of any sort, I think this would be the motto. And when it comes to doing good, you cannot do good when it comes only from the mind, or from reason, or from the intellect. It has to come from the heart, and it has to come from that place of connection. In this class, we've covered ethics, violence, inequality, power and privilege and international assistance, protest and vanishing points. We've talked about peace building and practice, global consumption, political economies of violence, evidence and accountability in hard and soft skills. And perhaps more importantly, we found kinship. So what does all this mean? Well, in the discussion of ethics, we unpacked how righteousness and virtues can become dogmatic or subverted to the point of causing harm. When I think about ethics, I think of Miguel, Ang- Miguel Angel Ruiz's quote. People like to say the conflict is between good and evil. The real conflict is between truth and lies. Can truth be an ethical precept to carry us through? Is committing to telling the truth enough? When I think of truth-telling, I think of language. Others may think of telling the truth through art, physical expression, dance, song, a warm embrace. There are many ways to tell the truth. But for me... Despite my daily attempts to anchor into my body and ground myself, I cannot escape my cerebral nature. To me, truth-telling is about communication, and I predominantly communicate through language and verbal rhetoric. So, what does it mean to do good through language? For most of us, though not all, we communicate through verbal language every day. We shape language and are shaped by it. For anyone who's ever had the opportunity to participate in talk therapy will know that naming something has incredible power. 
A look at this last year and we see new everyday vocabulary that would not have been added 12 months ago. Quarantine, self-isolation, lockdown, curfew, all of these words are now part of our everyday lexicon. And the limits of our language represent the limits of our world. So we can tell the truth about what we see. We can make a commitment to diversify our language, be intentional about the words we use and how we communicate. Systems of white supremacy and dominance are wrapped up in language, and language has the power to reinforce these power hierarchies. We learned this from Fanon and Mbembe, and Iran taught us that not taking responsibility for who we are and what we do is a pathway to unimaginable horror and violence. Language is a system like any other, a system with rules and structures, a system where we can absolve ourselves of responsibility just as Iran warned against. The process of language can become a highly bureaucratic and therefore violent one. In describing in Arant, in describing her views after witnessing the trial of Alfred Zimmerman, the Nazi who masterminded with terrifying efficiency the Holocaust to which millions of Jewish people were killed, Arant identified bureaucracy in not taking responsibility for actions. I was told to. It's just the way it was always been done. I was following orders. I was part of a culture, a cog in the machine, all of this and more. Benign reasons for unimaginable evil. And to a lesser degree, we all play a part in this. The phone I'm recording this on, the laptop I typed on, all parts of a system that cause extraordinary harm. I value these concepts not because it can feed the hungry, house the homeless, or stop bullets spraying down on people, but because it is a way to bring peace consciousness into our everyday lives. This is not the whole piece of the puzzle, but it's a step we can take right now. Too often, we wait to do good. Doing good happens when we have enough resources, enough power, enough wealth, enough experience. It is always something that's waiting for us around the corner. But I am interested in the micro ways we can start to do good. What can be done in this moment? And to me, language is one of the most powerful tools I have to immediately start to make changes. When we identify a system, we have the power to disrupt it through small changes, because by changing some part of the system somewhere, there is possibility for bigger and knowable changes elsewhere. And for me, language is the most powerful door I have to my imagination, and I can use the power of my, my imagination to envisage more just systems. This brings me full circle to my very first journal entry. Inspired by Slava Zizek and Krista Tippett's On Being podcast, I asked, are we capable of imagining more just systems that we're already part of, or do we need to imagine new systems altogether? And language and communication is as much about what we do say as what we don't say. We learned that the act of deeply listening is a form of communication and a form of truth-telling. Holding space for the pain of others is transformative, and it comes from the heart. Deep listening helps to create a relationship amongst equals, which is the bedrock of compassion. When I listen deeply, I am listening from the heart. I am not seeking to use my power, privilege, or worldview to solve, fix, or change. I am simply listening, being there with you. I interrupt inserting myself as a dominant force based on the color of my skin to help create more empathy. And given that my words stem from a violent past, the English language wielders as a tool for power and colonialism, the sun in which all others must revolve, then perhaps silence, deep listening, and quiet contemplation are a pathway to causing less harm. 
The language of doing good is loaded with white supremacy, white saviorism and dominance. Then perhaps framing it as doing less harm is the best outcome we should aim for in redoing good. As opposed to doing good, which is fixing and solving and enforcing our values, our worldview and our paradigm onto others, perhaps when we listen, we can collectively heal and collectively work together to find solutions. Leela Watson, an Aboriginal activist and scholar said, if you have come here to help me, you are wasting your time. But if you come here because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. And that's what I aim for, and for what I hope to take forward with me into the world as I leave DE160. How can we work together for our collective liberation? Thank you for listening, from my heart to yours.